Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Corey Willis with PVI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. This is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Cass from Diesel Doctor of Tennessee, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us on the number one diesel truck podcast on iTunes. I want to thank you guys for all the support and the follows that we've been getting on social media and your comments and questions and show suggestions. Now, today's episode, we're going to be chatting with Nick, and he's got a 56 Chevy that he put a 12-valve Cummins into. This is a really cool build, and he's got big plans for it. You're definitely going to want to listen. Might get some ideas for your builds as well. Before we get to it, we want to remind you guys that Alligator Performance will give you 5% off your order if you use Podcast 5 at checkout. So if you go on their site, alligatorperformance.com, you can add any parts that you want to the cart, use Podcast 5, get 5% off your order. There are some exclusions that apply. If you have any questions, just give them a call and ask them. If you do call in because you want to talk about your build, mention the Diesel Podcast and they'll give you the 5% off over the phone. And also, BD Diesel has an overstock sale. They've got a ton of products that you can save tons of money on. So make sure you go to dieselperformance.com, check out what they have. If you're looking to you know, have your truck get some better fuel economy, a little bit more power, lower EGTs, especially if summer's coming around and it's vacation time, you can save some money with this huge sale. All right, let's get to the podcast with Nick and learn more about this 56 Chevy. Nick, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I am excited to, to chat with you today. I came across... Uh, your Instagram page and a really cool build you have. And I know our listeners are going to be excited to hear about it, but uh, I wanted to uh, just kind of start and, and have you tell us a bit about your, your background in diesel. You've been, you know, working with diesels for, for quite a long time and, and work in the industry and just, uh, you know, hear, hear more about that side of it. Well, thank you for having me, uh, Nick. Um, yeah, I, uh, I've been a diesel mechanic for 15 years. And uh, I actually started in diesel 18 years ago, painting, and and uh, work got slow. Went to just started wrenching on them, and went from there. Uh, recently, just switched positions uh, and took a job with fluid damper, and uh, been there. So things are going good. Nice. Now, I this picture when we uh, when I saw it and and we reposted it at the Diesel Podcast Instagram page, and it went crazy. And I wanted you to tell us a bit about the car and the story behind it and then how you put a Cummins in it, which is so cool. <laughs> so uh, the car is, uh, I call her the mistress. Um, my wife didn't appreciate that, but I've had her longer than I've had my wife, so uh, she had to accept it. Um, it's a 1956 Chevy 150 series. So it, it's basically the plain Jane stock. Uh, it's the lowest trim level you could buy at the time. So it's bare bones, minimal stainless, minimal chrome, things like that. Uh, it was originally black and originally a V6, three on the tree. And my father actually purchased it when he was 16 years old. So it was, uh, it was his car. I loved that car my whole life. Um, 
Uh, he let me drive it when I got my permit. I'm the only one of four boys who know how to drive a standard, so uh, I got to drive it. And then I stole it once while I was in school, took it to school while he was at work. Uh, my mom found out, didn't really care so much, but she's like, if your father finds out, you're dead. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that one, that was a, a pretty good one. But, uh, so my dad had a couple other cars, and I, I don't care about, he had a vet and a 41 Willys, and those are nothing to me. I always just liked the shoebox cars. And when I was, uh, I think, it was around 20, he talked about selling it, and I told him, well, you're not selling it. You're going to sell it to me if you're going to sell it to anybody. So he like hemmed and hawed about it for, oh, i say a year or so, and then he handed me the registration and paperwork and said, all right, here's what I want, here's what you'll do, and bam. So I bought it and had it ever since. When I got it, it was uh, 350 small block, four on the floor, still, you know, uh, cherry red, pretty good con condition for the age. Um, but it was one of those cars that would look good under a street light from 20 feet away, with the chips and everything. So that's uh, that's the base of it right there. It was your it was your background in diesel, where you, you made that connection of hey, I'm gonna put this Cummins engine in it. Well, so I had a I had an 84 Crew Cab one ton uh, square box Chevy, and I stripped it all apart i was going to put a giant lift on it and put a cummins in it and my wife was like oh let's have another kid instead and i'm like well there goes some of my toys so i had to start selling things <laughs> that was one of them i was like well you know she loves my car um she doesn't like the way it currently looks but she does love the car she likes to go to the shows so uh that obviously wasn't being sold but i ended up selling a lot of my other toys and so the idea just kind of like sat there and festered, and um, we we were in the process of moving, so I was storing my car at my mother-in-law's house, and unfortunately, it had to sit outside. So the paint started taking a toll, and that's pretty much when I decided I was going to strip the paint off of it. Well, lo and behold, there's a lot more body work, and somebody put icing on the whole thing to kind of smooth out the ripples, so I didn't get as far as I was hoping, and... Uh, so it sat like that for a little while. Uh, winter came quick. I didn't have a garage. So I, my buddy has a shop uh, not too far from the house. And I'm like, hey, man, mind if I store it here? You know, they had a small storage spot. So I threw it in there, and I was over there one night, and we were just shooting the shit about it. And uh, I'm like, you know, I should put the Cummins in this thing. And my buddy's like, yeah, let's do it. So pretty much went home that night and told my wife, and she kind of didn't know what to say, but I was like, yeah. She's like, people don't do that. I'm like, yeah, so we're going to do it. <laughs> so she, uh, she was all right to convince. She's like, well, it's your car, whatever. But, you know, she wants, she's waiting for the end goal, like the finished paint and whatnot. But I'm not in such a hurry because, I, you know, I dig the red eye look a little bit. So we'll get there. But, uh, yeah, so I bought a little shop, and he had a he had a Cummins sitting on the ground, and it had like really low miles. This kid wrecked his truck, and the engine come out of it. But it's a VE pump, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm not looking for anything crazy fast. You know, I got a Ram with a Cummins, and you know, I have that 
tuned up, and so I get my speed out of that. You know, the VE didn't bother me, plus, you know, I could always switch the front case and whatnot. But uh, so that was it. Like, I went back over there probably two days later, and uh, when I showed up here, my buddy had the hood off and a bunch of parts, you know, all the cooling out of it, and lines undone. He's like, you were serious, right? And I'm like, uh, yeah. So he kind of got a little excited and started ahead of me. But uh, we tore the engine out. Put the, got the come you know the the Cummins block ready. Um, fired it off the floor. Made sure everything was good, and uh, started putting her in. Ran into some a uh, little bit of fitment issues. The uh, well, the front radar rad support there had to get moved forward about I think it was about three four inches. Uh, had to cut a little bit of metal out of the cross member to tuck her in. The oil pan had to get modified a little bit. So it was a three-gallon system. That's about two now. Um, a friend of mine, Adam, he does. Uh, he owns Mad uh, Metalworks. He is going to make a, a dry sump for me. So I'll be switching that over. I mean, there's, there's plans to build it more. Um, but right now I just was – it was more of a can we do it and will it work type situation. Um, when I did this, I, you didn't hear of anybody doing it. You didn't see now kind of a lot of people see it more often, rather. And uh, so it kind of took the luster of it away, I guess. The, you know, I don't know if that's the right word. But, um, but you know, I still continue on with it. The, uh, there you know, went in. The, the engine's a 93, and uh, let's see, the transmission's out of actually, it's a 9747RE, and uh, there's a transmission shop not too far from uh, here that put a, a manual valve body in it, but it has an electric throw switch for fifth and overdrive. But I really wanted the overdrive. So it's so it's different. I mean, it, it holds the power. The guy said it'll hold 800 horse. Um, and more, and basically said it'll hold 800 all day long, but we'll see. Uh, I ain't quite there yet. Um, and then the drive shaft is uh, built from a uh, local fleet pride, actually. And uh, that guy was that guy was tripping out when I told him what was going in. <laughs> so he thought it was pretty cool. Um, the radiator, this this was kind of my my little fun thing to it. So the radiator that's in the car. Um, was the, the original V6 radiator, so it's pretty small. And I never really had an overheating problem with the gas driver that was in it, but I knew the diesel wasn't going to hold it well. At least I wasn't sure if it would. But uh, I contacted this one radiator shop, the small mom-and-pop shop, and told them what I was doing and if it was possible. And he's like, well, give me the, the size of it, and I'll let you know. So told them and basically they took my stock radiator and they cored it with a diesel radiator and changed the inlet and outlet to the size of the Cummins hose and uh, gave it back to me. And the guy's like, you better bring this car over when it's done. I want to see it. So, <laughs> and uh, so I, I haven't gotten over there yet, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, so so that's the original radiator, which I plan to leave it, uh, just because it's kind of cool. 
Um, and then it's uh, well, the and it's I mean it, it's not real pretty. That's for sure. I mean it's it's kind of it's cobbed together with Jeep uh, Cherokee coolant hoses and like just random parts that had the right bends that would make it work for now. Just to just to get it going. I got uh I got a bunch of stainless fittings and elbows to make like stainless hoses and then uh just gotta get the time to take it all up and make it look pretty, but I plan to pull it all back apart before I do that. I gotta support the frame and do a few other things. The uh the engine is thirteen hundred pounds and lowered the front of the car considerable. Uh -huh. Oh, you could tell in the picture, but it sits down pretty good, like it's lowered. But um, let's see what else with that little pig. Well, it's so cool about the build and what grabbed our attention with it was the ingenuity with it and taking something you know, like a, a classic car like that and then, you know, a 12-valve Cummins engine and – meshing it all together and making it work and that's what i think a lot of diesel enthusiasts that's what we do you know whether it's a build like yours or it's you know a race truck or someone putting you know a cummins in a in a jeep or in any number of different vehicles is there maybe not or any blueprints you know that are out there saying hey this is how you do it but you jump in, you figure it out, you get help from different places, ask different questions, and then you make a completely unique build. Yeah, a lot of people, when, when I drive by, because uh, the exhaust dumps out right by the passenger tire in the front there, uh, a lot of people think it's a 4BT. They think that it's just a little 4 guy. And, no, it's a full 5.9. I I wasn't, you know, skimping. I wanted the whole, I wanted it all thick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of uh, a lot more builds that people use like the 4BT just because it's so small and you can pretty much stuff it anywhere. And uh, I, I sure would have had a lot a lot easier time with it than you know than that. Do you have do you have a color picked out when you're all when you're all done with the mechanical stuff and the engine and the power and everything? Have you have you thought what color you're gonna paint the car? Yeah, the uh, so I was gonna two tone it, but not like your, not like your traditional. I, I like the the '50s style two tone the way they did it, mm -hmm. like they broke it off at the belt moldings. Um, and I, I didn't want. I mean, obviously the car is, you know, mine. I can do whatever I want with it. So I wanted to do a different style two tone, but uh, it's gonna be like a, a lime kind of emerald green. Uh, I had the name, I had the color name, and can't think of it right offhand. And then the uh, the other color is that um, carbon gray metallic, the Dodge Viper gray, like the new Dodge Viper grays that come out. Oh, well, that's going to be a cool color combo. So, yeah, and then probably the interior will probably be just uh, gray and black. And then I don't know my wife had mentioned about doing like the piping or whatever, the stitching in the green or a green so we'll see it's uh to be determined <laughs> now for the uh for the engine and any modifications do you plan on you know, hitting a certain power number with it or is it just more so you know just 
keeping it reliable and working and just having a nice, you know, car to cruise around in, go to shows, things like that? Uh, a little bit of both. I, I'm, I'm not looking for like a thousand horse or nothing. Um, you know, 500 probably is more realistic than anything. Um, I, I mean, we'll need to go up a little bit more, but, uh, there's, I mean, there's things I want to do, but I have limitations with the pump that's on it. Um, I know, like, I, I, we deal with at work, and I follow uh, Power Driven Diesel. They have the, their front cover, so does D&J and, you know, countless others. So I can easily get a cover that's flashy and it'll handle everything I want it to handle. Um, so it's just kind of one of those things. I definitely have to put a P-pump in it, um, which you know, I'm not opposed to. Uh, I kind of do wish I just went that route right off the beginning just because it's, you know, dialing in that VE pump for this car is kind of a pain in the butt. It just seems like it's, you know, I think possibly with the the transmission and the gears in the rear end, it needs a little little extra love to get going. She's not a speed demon now, that's for sure. It's, uh, I think the the whole... The whole build itself is just so, it's so cool and interesting. And it's like a, I mean, the sky's the limit. There's, you know, you know working in, in the industry is that the aftermarket's almost endless for that engine, you know, like doing a P-pump conversion or, you know, different turbos, injectors, different things like that. And it, it almost seems like that's the easy part. And the hard part is just getting everything else with the chassis and the body and, and, and the car to kind of fit with it you know um the the body work and and all that kind of stuff but it's it's a very unique build i know it's one we're gonna definitely watch you know over time as as you do things and and start getting it towards that that goal you have or that you know that that mental image you have of what the car looks like when it's done yeah i mean it, it should definitely be interesting the you know i didn't I never really messed with Instagram much, and uh, through work, they, they wanted to get an Instagram going, and uh, I kind of got tasked with that, so I just started doing it more and more, so I, I'm running the fluid damper page, and uh, I'm like, well, you know, I needed a little content, so I threw it out there, and uh, <laughs> but I wasn't, like, trying to, like, claim any kind of, you know, anything. It was more or less, like, I need to post something, so... And I literally was just pulling my car out. I had to drag it up front. Uh, I have a a barn out back, and that's where she was sitting for oh, a year and a half there and half a year. So it's been sitting for a couple of years. Um, but I had my wife steering it, and I was pulling it with the tractor up front. And I'm like, it looks really good right here. I'm going to take a picture. <laughs> that's where we saw it is, is uh, we follow the fluid damper page, and and I just see this car, but I noticed the Cummins sticker on the window, and I'm like, wait, I gotta stop and check this out. <laughs> and that's when uh, we went farther. Yep. <laughs> that's where we went farther into it. I was like, man, we we gotta talk to Nick and get him on the podcast. Yeah, I, it, you know, it's just one of those things. And I wasn't gonna put it on there, but uh, I was sitting out in my barn and I had it hitting my hand, and I'm like, I'm gonna put it on there just for fun, whatever. And I don't want to, you know, the funny thing is, I've had that car for so many years, it's been converted for so many years, and I never really take pictures of it or post pictures of it, and uh, 
I've you know I've posted I posted a couple of pictures uh, a year or two ago, and I just I never really took pictures of the whole progress of it, which I wish I would have. It was just kind of one of those you're in the middle of it and you know don't bother me until I'm done. And I get home, you know, from working on it, and I'm like, oh, what'd you do? And I was like, oh, we did this and this is done and now this is good. And like, oh yeah, and take pictures. Nope. So <laughs> I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't get to document it well, but. The uh, the next round, I, I have when I moved when I moved it to the barn, I uh, well I took it to a car show and uh, one of the old guys there was like your car's leaking and I ran put my head underneath it and it was dripping water out of the water pump, so I went and grabbed a bunch of water and it was like 45 minutes at home, so I got it home and uh, parked it and drained all the water out, and I never got the chance to fix it. And I ended up having to move it again, and I had to to drive it Well, when we moved our house, to the new house, rather. um, I had to move it uh, from where I was storing it. So I just filled it up with water, and I drove it home. Well, that's where I screwed up. I forgot I had water in it and never drained it. And uh, over the winter... It froze up, and it blew off the sock plug, snapped the oil filter housing, snapped the water pump, which was bad anyway, and uh, hopefully no other damage. But well, I didn't have much uh, didn't have much time last year with you know new house and everything, so it sat. And then I bought all the parts to fix it, and now it's like all right, I gotta get this thing fixed because I miss driving it. It's, it is a it's definitely a thrill to drive. What's what's your Instagram page for our listeners out there that are, you know, they're going to want to see the car and you know one of the things with podcasts like we don't have pictures right, but they're going to want to go check it out. Where can they see what the car looks like and the engine and and progress as you continue through it? Yeah, it's um, at uh, MK Ultra Thirteen. So I, I always get asked about that. It's uh, I just say Google MK Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> well we'll make sure and, and tag you on instagram when uh when uh, this this episode goes out there and it's like i said it's something we're going to follow and we want to you know sit back down with you and chat a bit more about you know the build and and things as you progress through it and also fluid dampener as well there's a ton of questions we've gotten over the years and it'd be great to ask you those and yeah and get uh get those answered for our listeners out there that are you know getting ready to do an engine build or you know are thinking about it and and want to make sure that they get uh, you know, the best components and the best performance out of the engine yeah definitely i mean anytime awesome nick well we appreciate your time today sharing the build with us telling us more about it and uh we look forward to seeing that car when it's all done one day seeing it uh <laughs> seeing it at some shows and on instagram and and everything else yeah, well, fingers crossed it's uh, sooner than later, but you never know. I always get my hands into 20 other projects, and uh, some some sit more than others. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Nick. Thanks again. All right, man. Thank you. 
Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to alligatorperformance.com. Use discount code PODCAST5 and you'll get 5% off your order. If you have any questions and you call in, just mention the Diesel Podcast. They'll give you the discount over the phone. And also take advantage of BD Diesel's overstock sale. They've got a ton of different things. So if you're looking for your truck to get some better fuel economy, make a little bit more power, maybe you're doing maintenance for vacation season comes up, go to dieselperformance.com and check out what they have on sale. Till next time. Keep the shiny side up.